Hello, and welcome back once again to the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast. This is episode 120. John and Wendy talk to Caitlin Howe. I'm your host, John. And I'm Wendy. How are you tonight, John? Wendy, I am well. want to open with the fact that we're very, very excited that once again, we're being sponsored by Paycor for this yes. episode and for the month of June. Paycor, thank you. Lots of great things to that we're going to be talking about. But Wendy, yeah. I, you know, I think we do need to talk a little bit about what's been going on in the world. It has been, uh, wow, 2020 has been <laughs> incredibly challenging. Yes. Um, I, I, I saw a post today on Facebook that maybe maybe 2020 is the reset button. Maybe 2020 is the equivalent of, have you tried turning it on and off again? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, listen, we yeah. we are very, very saddened, troubled, disturbed by senseless deaths of black men and black yep. women at the hands of people that are just not good. Yep. And it's just come to a head. It's really unfortunate to see everything that's going on in the world. You know, I live in an area where it is a, a huge focus. We've had a lot of protests, a lot of looting, you know, it, it, hit, it hits home. And one of the things that we wanted to highly recommend, we have so many friends that are doing great things and talking about talking about these topics. But one of the things that's come out of this in the last few weeks is recent guest, Wendy Kelly yep. has started a chat that Wendy, I don't know about you, but I thought the first one regarding microaggressions and racism, I really got a lot out of it personally. I really did. Yeah, It was fantastic. And, um, you know, I, 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 I'm not sure where she decided to start it, but I'm so glad that she did. And so happy to support her in any way that, that we can to get her message out there and, and support these chats. And she's making it regular, which I think is fantastic to have these tough conversations. And um, she is one of the best people, in my opinion, to lead that conversation. She's such a smart lady. I love chatting with her. I love having her, having had her on the show and have talked with her several times um, outside of it. It's, I believe it's the first Tuesday of each month, or at least she's got another one for the first Tuesday of July. Right. K-H-R-S chat. Um, that is the hashtag. Go out and find the the first chat. She did a wakelet on it. We've uh, I shared it on my blog. The questions on my blog for her, and uh, I'm I'm hoping that she'll do a write up um, and share that as well because I think the conversation was just it, it was remarkable and people there from all over HR and um, to have that tough conversation and help normalize that conversation because we do need to talk about it. We need to stop adding that to that. The, that list of things that we don't talk about. It was incredibly educational for me. And as I said there, I appreciate the fact that Wendy and, and everybody there was willing to be so open and accommodating for people mm -hmm. like me. And let's just throw it on the table. I'm a middle-aged white male. Oh. And and as I said, when I went to a DNI conference one time and they said, why are you here? And I said, don't you think I need it more than anyone else here? Yep. And, and it opened up a really interesting conversation, but I, I'm very... I appreciate the fact that people were so willing to talk about these things and not look at me like I was an, a complete buffoon. Highly recommend KHRS chat first, at least as far as we know, first Tuesdays of each month at seven yep. Eastern time. And for those of you that uh, know, you know, obviously we do, uh, we've have our, our merch shop and the proceeds and profits from June will be going to Wendy Kelly's scholarship fund yep. that she does. That was planned a while back, but we it's kind of an interesting tie-in. We we let her know we were doing that, and so <laughs> yeah. we're excited to to be able to help her in that way too. So if you do purchase a shirt, a mug, a onesie, or whatever it is this month, 
know that you're helping out Wendy and her scholarship yeah. fund to help at risk and, and underprivileged young ladies get those educational opportunities. Yeah. We have a, a tremendous guest tonight. Yes, we do. So excited to meet her. <laughs> One of these folks that, you know, somebody told us a while back, they're like, why don't you have more emerging professionals on the show? And we're like, well, we had Kevin Hubbard. But then we met Caitlin. She came yeah. to a chat and we're like, holy cow, a college student came to a chat. This is awesome. <laughs> I'm going to stop talking. I'll let you make the introduction. We will get started. Yes, definitely. So excited to welcome Caitlin to the show tonight. She is a recent college graduate with a Bachelor of Science in Business Administration with a concentration in Human Resources from the University of Buffalo School of Management. She was actively involved on the executive board of the University of Buffalo's chapter of SHRM, where she helped recruit new members and manage the club's social media accounts. She has a year of HR internship experience where she has served as a broad HR resource for both companies. She loves to network and talk about all things HR. And if I recall, she now has an actual job in HR. <laughs> so when you tell us about what's in your glass, because that's first and foremost on the social hour is talking about what is in your glass. But we also need to hear a little bit more about the job as well. Of course. Thank so you. Welcome, Caitlin. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm so excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, so what is in my glass? I'm currently drinking a Chardonnay. Harkin, I believe. And uh, in regards to the job, so I was working at my current internship, uh, but was being paid through my school at the time. Uh, but thankfully, obviously, with everything going on, my internship was able to keep me on part time, because I've been helping out a bunch. And I have some projects that I'm still working on, too. So super grateful that I still kind of get to help out and be a part of the team. So thank you. Awesome. New job. Where, sorry, where was that at? Um, it's at post process. It's an okay. additive manufacturing. If I tried to explain it to you guys, I'd probably take up the entire podcast. <laughs> <laughs> but lots of uh, 3D printing, cleaning up process. So okay. It's still really exciting for me. Super cool. Nice. Caitlin, as I mentioned, you, you are one of the few emerging professionals we've had on the show. You know, typically ask, we ask, you know, how'd you get your start? I'm going to ask, why did you decide to pursue a degree in HR? That is a very funny story. Um, I always love telling it, too, because I feel like a lot of the people that I talk to, John, I'm calling you out right now, always have these really interesting, like, out-of-the-blue stories. But um, <laughs> my my mom's in HR. So from, you know, dinnertime conversations and over time, it's like, oh, you know, this kind of seems interesting. I'll look into it. And then uh, in high school, I participated in DECA. It's a business role play situation if you're not familiar with it. So you're presented with a case or a challenge that you have to solve. Um, so I chose HR. I was like, let's just kind of see what happens here. And I ended up placing uh, second in the region and then fourth in the state of New York. So it was like, oh, holy cow. <laughs> maybe, maybe I am good at this. Um, so from there, you know, I found a new love for it, went to school for it, and I've been passionate about it since then. That's awesome. I have heard of DECA. My niece did it in high school here in South Dakota. And um, she actually ended up in marketing. So apparently the HR was not strong with her, but that's all right. That's all right. Well, we'll let that slide. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so talking a little bit about college, I think this is interesting because, you know, when I, you know, I'm going to date John and I here, when we were in college, HR really wasn't a focus that you could, you could have. Tell us a little bit about your HR classes. Like what was your favorite? And then what kind of drew you to that class? So I really, I thought about this one for a while because I didn't take many HR classes necessarily because it was a concentration. The ones that I have taken, um, obviously the general ones with like laws and policies and things were super helpful, but I had this one class. It's called um, MGB 301, but it's organizational behavior. 
And it was one of the most fun classes I've ever taken. It's like the stereotypical. Uh, I remember our first day we walked in, our teacher throwing paper airplanes around. And I'm like, okay, this is an upper level HR class. What's going on here? So he took every single lesson, basically. And like, I'm, he would also use Muppets, like the show Muppets, and would tie it into like effective leadership practices and stuff. It, it was insane. So um, I really learned a lot, weirdly enough, from all those interesting little different tactics that he used. Really awesome to be able to take all of those classes. You know, we, I had some performance management and stuff, but my personal favorite would definitely be that class. So who's the most effective Muppet leader, according to your professor? Um, oh, my goodness. I can't think of their names at the moment. But the the little guys that sit uh, like at plays that sit up in the corner. Statler and Waldorf? Yeah. What? Yes. Yes. Yeah. They're, They're grumpy old men like me. What? How's that work? Exactly. He would take all these crazy concepts. He used like the office, too. Um, but he would tie them in and be like, oh, wow, that actually really does make sense. So it was a really fun class. I can't believe it's not Scooter. Well, Scooter would be good at the day-to-day. He would be very good at the tactical, the tactical management, I think. Um, but that that higher level, that's that's a harder question, I think. Caitlin, let's talk a little bit about the internship. This internship has translated to a job opportunity, but with those internships that you had, what was the biggest surprise that you gained? You know, these are real-world experiences you're going in. I'm assuming you're doing more than just making coffee. What did you learn or what was a big aha moment for you in those internships? I would say that the biggest thing for me was how different it is from school. You know, obviously, go to college, get your job, you know, you're taught in class, like, oh, that's not going to be allowed in the real world. But there are just so many things that I've learned over time that you can't really teach in the classroom. Like, there are certain tasks that I've faced before where, you know, my experience as a sales associate has been more helpful, conflict management and all that crazy stuff. So um, I remember, like, my first day of my internship, I was so scared. Like, I was the new intern. But there were just so many times where I'm like, oh, you know, I could tie this into the classroom, but it is just so different, you know, working full time, especially, oh, you know, in college classes, I wake up for my 8 a.m. and get to go back to bed. But it's kind of it's not stop at internships. So it was definitely surprising for me, but I'm well adjusted now. Well, you know, working at home. You do have that, there's some flexibility with when you can take your naps during the day and you don't have to hide them like you would if you were in the office. Of course. I'm kidding, I'm kidding boss. I don't take naps at home. Um, <laughs> See, don't put any bad ideas in her head. She's just getting started. <laughs> yeah, Wendy Jeeves. Well, you know, it, it is different. We were talking about that today, um, that, you know, just just the flow of your day is different when you're working at home and, and, and where we're, we're doing this, this different work style because we're not going into the office. Before, my alarm would go off at 4.30 a.m. so that I could get up, get my day going. I could get a workout in, I could get breakfast and get everything and be on the road by 645. So I could be in the office by eight o'clock. And so not having that commute can, can really kind of adjust your day quite a bit. Um, so we were talking about that today in, in, in a work group, actually, because we were talking about, well, we're, we're starting to talk about transitioning back into a work environment. And I was just like, man, I'm going to have to start getting up earlier. Yeah, same. Putting on pants. Um, (laughs) I wear pants. I do wear pants every day. I'm kidding. I don't know who from work listens to this, so I do want to clarify that I do. I shower. You know, we get ready for our day like we do, but it's just different when you're at home versus going into an office because you don't have that commute time. Definitely. So let's talk about college a little bit more. Go college. (laughs) (laughs) Go sports. So you were part of the college chapter of Sherm. 
Um, so how did taking part of that group change your perspective on HR as a, as a profession? I want to start out by saying, obviously, there were a lot of great opportunities from it. But one of my favorite memories that I have is uh, we were at a recruitment event, like a club fair type of deal, and it was targeted towards freshmen. So uh, I remember one person specifically came up and looked at me for a second. They're like, isn't HR just like firing people and stuff? And I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah, like, there, there actually are people that really think that way. So don't worry. I did explain that there are a lot of other benefits in HR. Um, but it's just it's crazy to me. Cause, uh, you know, HR isn't just the party planner anymore. You know, HR is finally getting a seat at the table and is being appreciated for what it is. It's not just firing people. There's so many great aspects. So for me joining the chapter, it was more so like a real and raw experience of being able to not only kind of mentor younger people who maybe not have any idea of uh, what HR is, but also really learning from other HR professionals. Uh, we would have guest speakers come in and they'd tell us about the real genuine side of HR. Like, hey, you know, we have good days, but sometimes these challenges come up. It's like, holy cow, like I never would have thought of that. I'm super grateful that I joined. I know there are other college kids listening and everyone's like, oh, go join a club. Like actually definitely do it because it's worth it. Speaking of being taking part, so you took part in college, Sherm. You also have gotten fairly active in social media in the HR world early on. And, and again, I, that's how we met you, right? You, you came to a chat. Talk to us a little bit about what value have you found engaging in social when it comes to starting out from a professional perspective? Okay, not to be dramatic, but becoming engaged is honestly, I think, like one of the best things I've ever done for my career. Um, I remember just a quick shout out to Claire Petrie. She actually came in to one of our Shira meetings and we ended up joining in. I think it was the HR social hour chat. Um, so that was my first experience, made the Twitter and it has been absolutely unreal since then. I talked to like my mom and family about it. I get to be a part of and discuss topics and ideas with like HR legends. And I know that sounds funny, but like for me, I'm like, oh my God, I get to be on a podcast. Like I'm Steve Brown. I'm actually talking to Steve Brown. Like it's crazy to be in like a world of these legends, but in all seriousness, it's just, it's absolutely amazing to me that I could send out a tweet like, Hey guys, um, could really use some help. You know, I'm entering the workforce, any tips and people from all around the world will just jump right in. Feel free to give me a call. I'd be happy to help. Like, here's my book. Like, here's the, like, it just blows my mind how compassionate and helpful that HR, like Twitter community and general HR community is. I think we can agree with that. For us, with, with the podcast and the chat, it's been phenomenal to, to see the, the community grow. And so I'm happy that you're a part of it and that younger younger folks, oh, age myself, um, that the college college students and people new to the profession can see the, the value in joining our community. Well worth it. We are going to take a quick break and we'll be right back. When the going gets tough, everyone depends on HR. Who do you depend on? Meet Paycor. Paycor builds HR and payroll software for leaders of medium-sized businesses, and we've been doing it for 30 years. So in challenging times, we're here to help you prepare with real-time insights, plan with actionable data, respond with the help of HR experts, and recover quickly. Paycor builds HR software for leaders who want to make a difference. Learn more at paycor.com slash leaders. And we are back. It is now time, Caitlin, for everyone's favorite part of our show, which is the half hour question connection. When you were a child, what career did you dream of having? 
I actually really wanted to be a veterinarian. Like when I was oh. super younger, I absolutely love animals. So I'm like, oh, perfect. And then the cruel reality hit me that I would have to perform surgery or deal with hurt animals. And I realized that probably wasn't the right path for me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that can make it a little bit challenging. That adds a different level to it for sure. Caitlin, who's one person you've gained in your network in the last year that you think more people should know? You mentioned her earlier on, but uh, definitely Wendy Kelly. Uh, if you don't know her yet, listen to her episode. But uh, I remember from very early on, she's always been super compassionate and was always rooting for me. When I posted I graduated, she blasted it for everyone to see. Um, she's so wonderful. I've never met her, never talked to her. But I feel like I've like known her forever somehow. Definitely reach out to her. Um, and I also do have to plug Claire Petrie once again. Um, I wouldn't know, <clears throat> excuse me, I wouldn't know you guys. Um, I wouldn't have as many connections as I do. She's been such a great mentor to me and has helped me out so much throughout my career. So if you don't know Claire either, definitely reach out to her. What advice would you give to a student that says they're interested in HR? So my short answer would be just do it. <laughs> um, but in all seriousness, uh, you know, like you said, I just graduated. Honestly, if there's anyone that could give you advice, it would probably be me right now because I just went through it. But um, the main thing that I would say is to be as involved as possible. And I know, like I said, if there are college graduates listening, they force it at you, you know, make sure you're involved, join clubs, reach out. But, you know, I feel like sometimes people don't take it seriously. Um, it's so important, especially now when you can kind of still be annoying and reach out to people and ask them <laughs> to call you and give you advice uh, to really do so. I mean, I've learned, obviously I learned a lot in school, but I honestly have learned more from having conversations with other HR professionals, you know, doing my research, things like HR summer school and all that awesome stuff. But really get involved and learn as much as you can right now. Because while what you learn in school is helpful, it's so much better if you have that professional network outside of the classroom to really help you adjust to the real world. Going to change this up just a little bit because of where you are in life right now. But what do you look forward to giving back in the HR community? I, I know you're probably you're thinking I'm not I, I I'm not I'm not giving back, or maybe you are. Like where? But where do you see yourself, or how do you how do you think that's going to work for you? Yeah, no, definitely. I mean, for right now, obviously, just being as involved as possible, I will try and shamelessly plug, uh, you know, HR pros and other HR helpful events when I can. Um, but my main thing for me is kind of similar to Claire and other people in the profession of being able to help out, you know, people my age or entering the workforce or just kind of really consulting if anything comes up. Um, you know, I'd love to give back to the alma mater and everything. Uh, I think it's funny now, though, since I'm the quote unquote HR friend, I will have friends reach out like, oh, you know, can you look over my resume for me really quick? Or, oh, I, you know, how do I write this cover letter? It's like, oh, I got it. So um, I honestly, I really enjoy doing that. So maybe over time, like I said, giving back to um, local schools and really helping students out along the way and really just kind of helping out the community in general where I can. Caitlin, much like when I had a pickup in college, so every, I was everybody's favorite mover for a six-pack and a pizza, you being the HR consultant for your friends, that doesn't change, just so you know. <laughs> Good. Can't the longer wait. you do it, the longer you do it, the more people are going to ask, hey, yeah, look at my resume, or hey, hey, Caitlin, have you ever heard of this? You, oh, trust me. Yeah, I'm, I, I get it every week. Somebody texts me, somebody calls me and asks me a questions, and sometimes I tell them, 
I wish I was an attorney because, boy, I've heard some really good ones. <laughs> oh, I bet. <laughs> They'll get better as you go along. But, yeah, yeah, you're you're the you're like the friend with the pickup now. So <laughs> be, be forewarned. An HR pickup. There we go. That's a new <laughs> metaphor for us. All right, Caitlin, we're going to ask you the hardest question of the night. What's your favorite movie? Okay, so this honestly was the hardest question for me. I um, know. Everyone says it is. I know, it is. So I am surprisingly an avid scary movie lover, which you may think is kind of weird or creepy, like, oh, the HR lady likes scary movies, but I do. <laughs> All-time favorite, though. I really, really had to think about this one. Um, it's kind, of, it's difficult, though. I feel like it changes every day. Um, I do like Rob Zombie movies and some of those, but also there's some more modern movies. Definitely a good jump scare. Um, I know that may not be popular opinion and i know sometimes when i tell my friends like oh my god you're crazy i can't even watch like childhood movie without it scaring me somehow but um really any and all scary movies how about your favorite musician or band um so it's a tie for me uh i would say leon bridges or city in color leon bridges a little bit more soul where city in color is a little bit more alternative uh, i do have concert tickets to go see city in color in october so we'll see if that actually happens though how about a favorite TV show? My absolute guilty pleasure. I really try to think of like maybe a more original one, but Grey's Anatomy. I know there's like a hundred seasons of it, but I I love it. I don't know why, but it's, it's my guilty pleasure. <laughs> I, that is one that I have never seen. I know it's one I probably should because a lot of people say it's good, but just, I've never watched it. It's it's so long and so dramatic, but it's it's so good. I don't know what it is. It's just so good. Maybe it's I did my stint with ER and I'm done with the hospital dramas for a while. Caitlin, I don't have any connection here. I'm sorry. I I don't I don't do scary movies at all. I did like Rob Z I liked Rob Zombie as a musician in the '90s when he first came out. He had some really cool stuff. I'll check out City in Color. That sounds really yeah. in, that sounds really cool, but. If you're not watching those scary movies, you're not listening to Leon Bridges or City in Color, you're not watching Grey's Anatomy, what else do you like to do outside of work or school now, too? <laughs> yeah. Um, I absolutely love hanging out with my friends and family. Um, I also, like I said, I'm an animal lover. We have four cats, so enjoy hanging out with them. <laughs> um, but traveling, too, I'm really looking forward to when I'm able to do so. And trying out new restaurants. It's another uh, fun thing for me. Buffalo, I think we just won some award for being like one of the best food cities out there. So thankful and grateful that I have the opportunity to try a lot of that out. Nice. John, we might need to work with uh, Claire on how do we get to uh, Buffalo to try out some of these restaurants. Okay. So Caitlin, I'm really going to date myself, right? I haven't been to, <laughs> to Buffalo since 1995. <laughs> Okay. You're missing and, out. <laughs> and I, back then, back then you could walk across the border to, you just, with an, you just told them where you were from. You walked across over to Niagara and that's the first time I ever, that was again in 1995 and they had 10% beer in Canada and we had never seen anything like that. <laughs> and that was a really entertaining afternoon that I'll tell the rest of the story off air because it, it was it was it was hysterical. But yeah, it's been an awful long time since I've been to Buffalo. Definitely come visit. Yeah. Well worth it. <laughs> interesting. I, I have never been, so I think that needs to be on my list, uh, especially if there's interesting uh, restaurant choices. I like that. All right. Finally, Caitlin. It is Caitlin Howell Day all around the world. What are we doing to celebrate? Okay, so I am notorious for loving wine and cheese. 
So that definitely has to be on the menu for our celebrating. Um, but I would definitely say, you know, spending time with family, maybe throw a scary movie in there if everyone wants to. But um, it's really kind of enjoying the day and having some wine and cheese while you do it. If we've got good wine and cheese, I'm in. I don't care what you've got on the TV. I'll just stare at the cheese. And there you go. See you. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I say you two are simpatico when it comes to wine and cheese party right there. Uh, I don't know about Wendy and the scary movies, but yeah. I, could, nah, I, I don't do scary movies. Um, <laughs> scary movie is probably about as scary as I would go. But um, if there's wine and cheese and I don't have to watch, um, I'll be fine. Caitlin, again, we are so appreciative of you being part of the community. We're really excited for you and excited to see where you go because I think you've got just – tremendous amounts of opportunities out there down the road and staying engaged and being part of the community is going to be, I think, I think you're going to continue to see more and more come from that. I really do. I know there are probably some listeners that didn't know you before now that are going to want to get connected. What's the best way for them to reach you out there via social media? Either reach out my HR Twitter, HR underscore Howell K. (laughs) And then uh, LinkedIn, I could give you the link, but if you just search Caitlin Howell, there's a D at the end. So might help you limit your search. Uh, I'll be on there. So either works for me. We'll have those in the show notes for sure. Wendy, how about you? What's the best way for listeners to find you? Uh, best way to find me is on my blog, mydailyjourney.com, daily, D as in dog, A-I-L-E-Y. And of course, second and fourth Sunday of each month, you will find me on Twitter as part of our twice monthly HR social hour Twitter chats. How about you, John? First off, want to thank Paycor once again for thank sponsoring you, this episode. It's going to be a great month with Paycor. We've got a lot of great things planned. More and more to come there. But as far as for me, johntherman.com for all things John Thurman. And for the show, hrsocialhourpodcast.podbean.com. Listen, rate, review, share. Anything you can do to help us boost the signal, we appreciate. International listeners, we're throwing it out. Once again, contact us. We know you are there. We just picked up, excitingly enough, we picked up our 105th and 106th countries this week, the week that we're recording. Wendy, we're just continuing to move towards that. I think it's up to 195 is the recognized countries by the UN. I believe. I think it's 193 countries and then two provinces, states, or whatever they call them. I'm not a geography major. All I know is we we really love our international folks. We know you're there. Contact us. We want to send you goodies. Caitlin, Appreciate your time. Thanks again for being with us. So for the HR Social Hour Half Hour Podcast, I'm John. And I'm Wendy. And as always, be sure to connect. Give back and network. network. Take care, everybody. We'll see you all soon. 